This is We Need to Talk About Sam, a podcast where a Supernatural superfan and a Supernatural newbie discuss every single episode of the hit CW show. This week, we'll be covering Season 2, Episode 3, Bloodlust. I'm Kenzie. I'm Haley. And we need need to to talk talk about about Sam. Sam. What? Oh, that's what this is about. <laughs> Someone just wants kisses. I thought I was wondering how it would sound if we said it at the same time. I don't know how it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, but I'm gonna leave it. We're keeping it. We did it. It's yes. done. I don't feel like re-recording. <laughs> All right, just switching things up. Yeah, it's fun. Keeping things fresh. Okay. So, our recap for this episode is set to Wheel in the Sky by Journey. And as of this recording, (laughs) as of this recording, I have not decided if I am using that song or Back in Black. Still haven't undecided still. But I really love Wheel in the Sky. (laughs) It's a good song. It is such a good song. And our recap kind of covers the end of season one, um, like the car crash, John's death, and then the last part, specifically, of episode two, where Dean is like, I'm dealing, are you dealing, and then busts in the trunk of the Impala. So, because that's totally dealing. That's healthy, dude. <laughs> uh, our open, our episode opens with a, like, dark forest, and a woman is running from this shadowy figure, um... She, like, trips and falls and gets up and keeps running, and she... It's a very classic horror movie. Um, she hides behind a tree, and we see, like, kind of see the figure run past her, and that gets really quiet, and she thinks she's safe, but as she steps out from behind the tree again, the man, it kind of revealed, returns to behead her with this absolutely... What the fuck was that knife? <laughs> like a it's scythe. Like a, it was like totally curved. Yeah. It was wild. It's like also, what, he doesn't use it again. It's, also, it's like what we see Sam hold yeah, in episode one and like, then never use again. It's it's Sam's pilot knife. It's it's big brother or some shit. Good lord. <laughs> this is, we get our splash screen and we open with Back in Black by ACDC and I love <laughs> love this scene. <laughs> Thank you, Beep. You're welcome. <laughs> oh. <laughs> While we were watching, she said, oh, it's the Iron Man song. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, I love Led Zeppelin. <laughs> if you get that reference, I like you. Um, but we, I love when they, I love when they are like, look at the fucking badass car. Look at this car. We're gonna show off this car. When they, lives. they have these long, like, <laughs> gratuitous i call it the gratuitous car porn um <laughs> that has been my name for it for several years now 
I love it so much. I am not a car person, but I love the Impala. <laughs> I and no, I'm not the only Supernatural fan in that boat who's like, eh, cars. Impala? Hell yes. <laughs> Hold that up is like the pinnacle of this is what a car should be. <laughs> but, um, the Impala is good as new, and Dean is in a excellent mood. Um, I love Sam's like, do you guys need to get a room? <laughs> Dean's like, he doesn't understand us. <laughs> they are on their way to um, Red Lodge, which is where the woman died in the cold open. I forgot to make a note of where the location is. What does the wiki have to say? Um, let me scroll all the way to the top. Red Lodge, Montana. So they are about 300 miles from Red Lodge, um, where there have been some beheadings. Um, some beheadings and some dead cows. <laughs> Cow mutilations. Yeah. And Dean is going to enjoy this drive. Um, so we cut to the sheriff's office where the boys are poison. Poi- poi- <laughs> 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 there <were> what? <laughs> Poisoning? Shh. Poise? Shush. Posing <laughs> as reporters. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know what you were trying to say. <laughs> Lord. Um, and we learned that the the first like beheading happened about a week ago, and then the other one happened two days ago from like that m- moment in the office. Um, and Dean asks about the cattle mutilations, and they're like, "Well, cattle mutilations, now some beheadings. Like, sounds kind of culty to me. Like, what do you think?" And the sheriff is like, y- what? <laughs> Y'all are fucking idiots. And he says, catamutilations don't happen. <laughs> he says, cows die, they get left out of the sun, they bloat, they split open, and then all of the liquid gets soaked into the earth. And I feel like science probably won't back that statement up, but I <laughs> didn't bother to look into it. So if you would know for some reason whether or not that that's like a, something that actually happens, um, please send in an email or a dm <laughs> we need to talk about sam at gmail.com <laughs> any cattle mutilation experts out there <laughs> um but so the sheriff kicks the boys out of his office and they go to Ca- candler county hospital um and they find i think he's like the morgue assistant and they get him to leave the room by pretending dean's like doctor i don't remember what the name of the doctor was He's like, he wants to see you, and the guy, the kid's like, he's on vacation. Dean's like, well, he's back early, he's pissed, and he's screaming for you, so I would get going. And the guy (laughs) runs out. Um, With him gone, the boys get the body out from the cold open, the the woman we saw in the woods, and they open the box with her head. Visually, it looks normal. I think Dean makes, like, a reference to a cult that was, like, carving pentagrams on the foreheads of their victims. But this, this... uh, victim looks totally normal. Other than the fact she's dead. Yes, I mean, other than the fact she's dead. But, like, <laughs> um, Dean says they should look in her mouth, see if, like, the killer left anything behind. I think he says, like, the moths in Silence of the Lambs, which I haven't seen, but... I've not seen that. I, I know what it's... I vaguely know what it's about. Um, and this is also one of two Silence of the Lambs references... <laughs> In this episode. Really? Because Ellen makes another one later. Um, oh, I missed that. <laughs> really? Because you both laughed about it. <laughs> Wait, what? Silence of the Lambs is a movie with Hannibal Lecter. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, I don't watch horror movies, really. Neither do I. Um, Sam, like, they kind of go back and forth about it, and Sam ends up being the one to open the victim's mouth, um, and they don't find anything, like, in her throat or anything, but Sam, or Dean notices something's up with her gums, and they find, um, holes in her gums. When Dean, like, kind of presses to the side of one, a fang pops out, and it turns out that this dead woman was a vampire, which changes everything. (laughs) Yep. And I think this, right after this, is, I think, where the deleted scene falls. Um, and this is a scene, this deleted scene, unlike the deleted scenes from the season opener, this deleted scene, I don't know why it was deleted. Like, I can't, I can't imagine why it was deleted, except for, I guess, just time. Running out of time, probably. Yeah. But, so, in the deleted scene, which I imagine is between the boys going, um, the boys at the morgue and when the boys go to the bar later. Give some um, more, um, information. Yeah. But in the, in the deleted scene, the boys are at their, um, motel room, which is a location we'll actually see a couple times later on. Um, and Sam has been doing some research on the victims, um, and he calls them victims, and Dean's like, Psh, they're vampires. Like, he kind of scoffs about the fact that Sam's calling them victims. Like, I mean, they did get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> um, he found out that both of them were hired at jobs six months ago. Like, he couldn't really find any information about them. I think he said he found, like, P.O. boxes or something, mm-hmm. but nothing else. Um, but they both were, like, they had jobs and were, like, blending in as functioning members of society. Um, and Dean's like, well, you know, maybe they, like, had some victims stashed in their nests so they could feed on them long term and stuff. And Sam is like, well, the the missing person stats for this town are average. I mean, they're below average. And Dean's like, well, they're probably taking from somewhere else. Like, don't... <laughs> I don't know, what what's the saying? Like, don't shit where you eat or something like that? <laughs> like, don't... They're... If the vampires are, like, blending into this town, they're not going to yeah. want to draw attention to themselves. So he's kind of explaining away all of Sam's, like, concerns about what could be going on here. Um. And the, I think during the deleted scene, Sam calls Dean caffeinated. Does he? I yeah. missed that. I was too busy really <laughs> trying to take notes. Which kind of describes his, kind of the way he acts a lot of the time. Oh, well, he does also, he, he kind of... It kind of talks about something that gets brought up, like, in full force later, about how Dean is acting kind of, like, like he's really throwing himself into hunting mm-hmm. and using it to, like, um, deal with fill his the, feelings. Yeah, to deal with his feelings, <laughs> and that's not entirely helpful. <laughs> um, so, that's the deleted scene. Within uh, the episode, there's no deleted scene. Well because it got deleted. The boys go to a bar, um, and during this scene in the background, they it plays time and time again by Long John Hunter. Um, and the boys go into this bar, and as they like are heading inside and walking up to the, the bar itself, the camera kind of lingers. It like follows them for a second and then stops on a man sitting by himself at a table against the wall. Um, Dean greets the bartender, this is an actor who makes a reappearance later in the show. Um, yes. 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 He is. You haven't met him yet. <laughs> you haven't met his reappearance. I was thinking <laughs> later in the episode. No. Yes. Later in the episode, yes. So yeah, so this is an actor who has a 
reappearance later on in Supernatural, which is fun. Another reused actor. Um, he Dean orders uh, them two beers, and Sam says they're they, they're looking for some people, and um, this bartender, who we learn later is named Eli, um, says that it's hard to be lonely, and we get this little like smirk that Sam does when Eli says that, <laughs> and it's it's cute. I like it. Sam says that they're not talking about like you know looking for people because they're lonely. And he gives Eli a $50 bill and says they're looking for a group of people who would have come to town about six months ago. Pretty rowdy, like to drink, night owls. Um, and Eli tells them that there's a farm that got leased out about around that time. And the renters match this description. So the boys thank him for the information and they head out. And as they do, the camera like follows them and then stops again on the table where the man was before and he is gone. So, um... The boys leave the bar, and as they're crossing the parking lot, we see that the man from the table is hiding behind a car, watching them, and he follows them around behind the bar, where they've disappeared, um, but they jump him, the boys jump him, and hold a knife to his throat, and demand that he show them his teeth. So this man says, who is played by Sterling K. Brown, who is yet another supernatural, one of a long list of supernatural actors, who... Like, did Phenomenal on Supernatural and has gone on to do bigger and bigger things. I'm pretty sure he is an award-winning actor now. Is he? Yeah. He's so good. Love I mean, Sterling. He's really good in this. He's <laughs> so good in Supernatural. Gordon's um, a great character. But he says he is not a vampire. Uh, he heard the boys in the bar and knows a little bit about vampires, specifically how to kill them. Um, he shows them that he doesn't have any fangs and they back off. Um, and this is Gordon Walker. Um... And he has a badass car <laughs> and a badass gun rack yeah. that, like, slides out. Very fancy. Um, he tells the boys that he met John once, uh, and he says they've got big shoes to fill, but he's heard they're doing a, a pretty good job of it. And apparently, word travels fast in the hunting community, which the boys, he's like, yeah, you know how it is. And they're like, no, we really don't. <laughs> they um, haven't interacted with many hunters. <laughs> yeah. And this, once again, just reiterating how separate from not only, like, regular people the boys are, but also from other hunters they mm -hmm. are. Like, I want, John really kind of kept them tucked away. Secluded. Um, yeah. I was pro I'm betting part of it was a precaution, and part of it was probably because he burns a hell of a lot of bridges. <laughs> Good lord. Um, He's had at least one negative run-in with every hunter, I, I feel swear like. to God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Gordon says he's been in town about two weeks. Both those vampire kills were his, and he checked out the farm that the bartender told him about, but it's just a bunch of hippies. Uh, so Dean asks where the nest is, and Gordon doesn't answer. He says, uh, you know, it's real good to meet you, but I've got this covered. I've been hunting this nest for over a year, and he's he's kind of a go-it-alone guy. He doesn't work with a partner. Um, he tells them that there's a chupacabra he's heard about a couple of dates over, and they can go take care of that, and he'll buy them drinks next time they meet. Like, he'll... <laughs> <laughs> So we cut from there to kind of like a waterside dock area of some kind. Um, and there's a security guard in his office, and he hears something that prompts him to kind of go outside and patrol the area. Um, and he's, he's looking around when he gets jumped by Gordon. And this is, this is where I made the note that I thought that I forgot to make a note of. Um, 
<laughs> this episode does such a good job. This is kind of what you were talking about when we finished watching it, of flipping the script. Mm-hmm. And they not even just, like, like storytelling-wise, like, uh, the vampires are the victims, you know? But they do it visually, too. Mm-hmm. The way they frame and shoot this scene where the security guard is, like, looking around, you know? is like, exactly the way they would do it if he was human and yeah. being hunted by it's a like monster. the monsters are now being stalked by the humans yeah. type of thing. It's, it's really cool. It's really... It's using the cinematography as a storytelling device to tell the audience before we even really know it, that Gordon is the hunter and these vampires are the prey. Yeah. Gordon is the one that we should be really worried about. Mm-hmm. It's pure genius. Who directed this episode? It's Robert Singer. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> the man's really good at his job. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love it. It's a new, fresh take on everything. Uh-huh. It's part of what makes this episode so much fun. It brings up some interesting morality issues. Yes. Yes. Um, so Gordon dumps this vampire, and they, they wrestle, and the vampire, um, gains the upper hand, and, like, slams Gordon down, and he turns on this big saw, and is about to kill Gordon with it, when Sam just... I love it, because Gordon's laying there, and the saw's coming down, and then Gordon just, like, slides away. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) Because Sam pulled Gordon out of the way. Um, Dean fights the vampire, and he... Like, throws him down onto the saw table, stabs him through the chest with this big pole thing. Um, <laughs> like, where did he him, get that? Punches him a few times for good measure, and then uses the saw to behead him. And it is overkill. It's intense. It's a, it's really intense. Because they don't show you anything. They only show you Dean's face. Um, But, like, there you can hear the vampire screaming, and there's literally a moment where he, like, holds it, and it's not all the way down yet. Like, he pauses partway through the beheading process and holds it there and then pulls it all the way down, and it is really intense. Um, Really, really intense. And you can see all over Sam's face how how much that was. Yeah. Um, Dean turns back to Gordon and Sam. He's got blood on his face, and Gordon's like, I guess I owe you a drink. (laughs) But... Sam is just looking at his brother like, what the hell? What the hell just did I just watch? Yeah. Like, who are you? I don't, <laughs> I, I really don't blame him because that was, that was a lot. Um, so you go back to the bar, the same bar they were at earlier. Dean and Gordon are drinking. They do a round of shots while Sam's kind of sitting awkwardly off to one side. He is very not comfortable with Gordon. But he's also putting distance between himself and Dean. Yeah. Like, did you notice this? Mm-hmm. Usually with a shot, with a scene like this, Sam and Dean would be framed together, and we get shots of them together, but we don't. Except for, like, the, the trio establishing shot that shows us where each of them is at the table, we don't really get a shot of Dean and Sam together in the same frame, um, which is really interesting. Um... Gordon is praising Dean for the kill very loudly in a crowded bar, but <laughs> he doesn't actually say the word kill, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> um, Dean asks Sam if he's alright. He calls him Sammy. And then Gordon's like, yeah, Sammy, lighten up. Uh, and Sam is not standing for that. He's, Dean's the only one who gets to call him Sammy. Um, Gordon apologizes and is like, yeah, we're just celebrating. And Sam says that decapitations aren't his idea of a good time. Yeah. Uh, which same. 
um, Gordon's like, well, I mean, wasn't like it was human. Uh, it says that Sam should learn to have some fun with his job. The fact that Sam doesn't enjoy a gruesome decapitation, like, regardless of the fact that vampires aren't completely, aren't human, like, is a good thing. Like, I'm sorry, you should not enjoy killing something as much as Gordon enjoys killing something. Yeah. That's a huge red flag. The fact that Dean immediately agrees with Gordon is like, yeah, you could could definitely learn some stuff from this guy, you know? Mm -hmm. That's also extremely concerning, and you can see it all over Sam's face, because he kind of, like, looks between them a little bit and is like, you guys "Eh, okay? No, no, but... (laughs) Uh, sure, yeah, I could totally learn something from him, and then is like, I'm gonna go back to the motel. Um, and Dean tosses him the keys and tells Sam to remind him to beat the buzzkill out of him later, which was probably, like, from Dean intended as a joke, but within, like, the context of what Sam what just happened. <laughs> witnessed and now the conversation and stuff and the way that it's all framed, it is not funny. It does not feel funny. It feels extremely worrying. Like, it's so concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see it on Sam's face. Like, normally he'd maybe laugh at that line a little bit and be like, oh yeah, big brothers, but now he's like, hmm, maybe not so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gordon's like, you know, did I say something wrong? And Dean's like, Dean says that Sam just gets in the mood, uh, and they decide to have another round of shots. Um, so Sam goes back to the motel, and he we get a very pointed shot of Sam hanging the car keys on this little, like, cactus thing in the room, which I'm guessing is a place to hang car keys. I want one. It was cute. I like cactuses. <laughs> <laughs> I want a little cactus car key cactuses holder. cute. <laughs> um, back at the bar, Dean is telling a hunting story from when he was 16, um... And he doesn't say what the monster is, but he talks about using a silver-tipped crossbow bolt to kill it. So, some kind of werewolf, but there are other monsters that can be killed with silver, shapeshifters, skinwalkers, things like that. Um, And he specifically talks about staring into the fire when they burn the monster's body, like him and his dad, and thinking, I'm 16 years old, most kids my age are worried about pimples, prom dates, I'm seeing things they never even know, never even dream of. Um, and that is when he embraced the life. Yeah. If you hear, like, a paper crinkling sound, <laughs> it's babe's it's me. tissue because she is having a really rough allergy day. Um. My nose won't stop running. Yeah. Dean asks Gordon, like, how he got into hunting, and, Dean, and Gordon says um, a, a vampire broke into his house when he was 18 and attacked his sister. Um. He, like, tried to fight it off, but shooting it obviously didn't do anything. Uh, he was knocked out when he woke up. The vampire was gone, and so it was his sister. And mm-hmm. he couldn't explain what happened to his family, so he left home to, like, find information. And he was eventually able to track down the vampire and kill it. And that was his first kill as a hunter. Um... And I, I love this next moment with Dean. Well, because Dean says he's sorry to hear about Gordon's sister, and Gordon's like, you know, it was a long time ago. Um, and he says that it must be tough because Dean lost his dad so recently. Um, and this, I love this little bit where Dean talks about, I think I might have, where is it? Um... 
Oh, there is no quote in here. Okay, I was hoping the wiki would have that this specific quote, but I like... Dean talked about how his dad was one of those... The kind of guy that took a beating and just kept coming. And, you know, he, he seemed invincible. And nothing can kill my dad. Which is such a little kid feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. That sense that that feeling of my dad is the ultimate. Like, nothing's, nothing's stronger than my dad. Yeah. And to have that... Like, that reality destroyed so brutally is rough um dean says he can't talk about this stuff with sam he has to keep his game face on stay strong for his brother uh but the truth is he is not handling it well no shit dean <laughs> totally didn't notice that did i feel like the hole that you put in the trunk of the impala says a lot about how you're handling this like jensen did a good job of portraying to Slate was slightly like off you know? Yeah. yeah. Feeling just like he's not all there right Dean now. Dean is not okay. And he like he is like he said he's putting on a game face but he he's not doing great and Sam can see it. Mm -hmm. Sam's not stupid. Sam knows his brother really damn well. <laughs> um, Gordon is like yeah it feels like there's a, there's a hole inside of you right? It keeps getting bigger and bigger and darker and darker. And he tells Dean that he can use that, that it'll keep him hungry, um, and it is not a crime to need his job. Um, so we cut from there to the roadhouse, actually. And Ellen answers the phone to Sam, and Sam wants to know if she knows Gordon Walker. And Ellen's like, yeah, he's a good hunter. Sam's like, okay, cool, yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of working a case with him. And Ellen immediately, like, the <laughs> 180... Don't do that. Get the hell out of there. If Gordon is working a job, you let him handle it and you move on. Um, she kind of does a mom voice mm -hmm. here, but I, Sam's like, "I thought you said you were a good. He was a good hunter." And she says, "Yeah, and Hannibal Lecter is a good psychiatrist." <laughs> <laughs> That's the other science of the lambs reference. Um, good hunter, good man, can be, can be both, but they are different things. Yeah. So. Um, Sam is a bit thrown by this change of tune from, yeah, he's a good hunter to get the fuck out of there. But, like, he's definitely had some, con he's been having some concerns, and this is probably really, like, validating. Because mm -hmm. he's like, okay, I'm not going crazy. This guy is dangerous. Um, we cut back to the bar where Gordon says that the reason he loves hunting is because it's all black and white. You know, you find the thing, you kill the thing. The thing, you know, bad thing gets de dead. Um, <laughs> Bad thing gets dead. Shish! <laughs> Dean says that Sam would not agree with that, which he wouldn't. And Gordon says that, you know, Sam's different. Um, and he says, you know, he's like, no, it's not It's not a bad thing that Sam's different. It's just that, that you and I, Gordon and Dean, were born to hunt. It's in, he think he specifically says it's in our blood. And Dean's expression here, I think Dean is also having some concerns of his own but he's kind of like dedicated mm -hmm. to the cause now to like being friendly with Gordon and stuff I think it's and so he shoves those concerns down Gordon throws himself into his work you know yeah he likes the distraction of that right now yeah um back at the motel Sam is getting a soda from the machine outside um we get some shots of like something watching him from the bushes as he goes back to the motel room 
Um, and he's like, like he can like feel he's that edge. he's being watched. He's yeah. really on edge, but he thinks he's just being paranoid. So he gets back in the room and like locks the door and is like, "Ah, oh, I'm fine." I don't know how he didn't notice these fucking vampires in the room with him. Where were they? But <laughs> I mean, they must have snuck in somehow. There are two vampires in the room with him who jump him, and he puts up a, a decent fight. But they hit him on the head with a phone, I think. <laughs> the, the hotel phone. Ow! <laughs> I thought aren't vampires supposed to be like super strong and fast? Yeah, but that doesn't mean that like Sam is a trained hunter though. Like he's a trained fight. If I you have a, not like the if you have Twilight <laughs> vampires, are no, like no, stone. <laughs> no, Basically. but if you have a an untrained vampire with like vampire abilities versus a trained human, you know, like mm-hmm. it, I feel like it kind of evens out because you've got the person who doesn't really know what they're doing but has the strength to maybe make up for that, and you have the person who definitely knows what they're doing but doesn't have like the when that makes up for the fact that they're not as strong as their opponent, you yeah. know, so. But there are two of them, and one of him and Sam gets knocked out by it with a telephone. It's fun. Um, I feel like I should put this on my spreadsheet. Where is it? <laughs> oh, yeah, that spreadsheet. I forgot about it. Stuff to track. <laughs> um, oh, this is the one. This is the, it's got a load. I've got multiple pages. Um, times the boys are tied up. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Two oh three. <laughs> Sam gets tied up by vampires. I feel like I had a knocked out one. Let's see. Where are they? Yeah. It's just the next one down. <laughs> I can't spell. Knock it. Shush. <laughs> um, so we get we get a really gorgeous shot of a truck driving across a wooden bridge. There's like a little bit of like sunlight on the water. A little bit. It's like dark, but it, I think the shot was kind of taken at like a slightly earlier time in the night because mm-hmm. there's a little bit of light on the water. Um, and Sam wakes up tied to a chair. Um, they like take his blindfold off, and it reveals the bartender Eli. Um, and he, uh, reveals that he is a vampire with his fangs, but before he does anything to Sam, a woman steps in and tells him to get back. And this actress, um, what is her name? I wrote her name down. Lenore. This is Amber Benson. Did you ever watch Buffy? No. But she's in I, Buffy. I know she kind of has, some of the actors. She has a recurring role in Buffy as... I cannot remember the character's name. She is... There we go. Let's go right to our IMDb page. Thank you, Wiki. She had a recurring role in Buffy. I think she was in... Like... 40, okay. She was in 47 episodes from from <laughs> 1999 to 2002 as Tara McClay. <laughs> that's funny that she was in Buffy and then she played a vampire. Yes. That's very I think cute. that's part of the joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was she a vampire in uh, Buffy? No, she plays... Was she a um, hunter? I think... She, I don't know, but she plays Willow's girlfriend. So, oh, she's gay. She's gay. 
<laughs> she's a queer <laughs> in that show at least <laughs> um thought she gave off gay vibes <laughs> <laughs> she's gorgeous uh I lost my spot on the page and now ooh google drive has frozen fun what was that? This almost fell. Oh. <laughs> Hello? Hi. Oh, my page is unresponsive. No, we're gonna wait for it. Go refresh it. My computer hates me. Um. Hold for one moment. This woman, played by Amber Benson, um, Lenore. Is, yes, she is Lenore, which is, according to the wiki, a reference to possibly named after the vampire in the 18th century poem about vampires. Lenore oh. was one of the first vampire stories and influenced and influenced Bram Stoker's novel Dracula. Huh. So that's fun. That's cool. I feel like that may have come up. No, Carmilla came up. Yes. In our last coverage of vampires, but... So... Um, Lenore tells Sam that uh, they, they need to talk. Um, she says that she and her nest, they don't kill humans, they don't drink human blood, they have been living off of cattle blood, and it is disgusting, but it keeps them alive because it keeps them under the radar. There's no missing people... No, you know, I feel like a bunch of cow cows dying weirdly would bring a lot of attention. Except for the fact that the sheriff doesn't give a shit about the cows. Yeah, he says it's normal. The fact that you know that so, that particular sheriff, yes. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that doesn't mean they have to kill the cow every time either. But they they've been living off of cattle blood. Um, and she tells Sam that the nest is leaving town tonight. And she brought Sam here, basically, to ask him to not follow them. Um, Sam is extremely skeptical of all this. He's like, you know, why should I believe you? You're vampires. And she leans in real close, and she's like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to let you go. Uh, and then she says, take him back. Not a scratch on him. Like, he's, no. He's very sassy, this entire Oh, encounter. he's so sassy. Because <laughs> Eli says something, and, and Lenore's like, you know tells Eli to be quiet or something like that and Sam's like yeah Eli <laughs> be quiet Eli <laughs> very sassy with a person tied to a chair but the vampires um, put the bag over Sam's head again um, put him back in the car completely unharmed except for probably a goose egg because he did get hit with a hotel <laughs> phone <laughs> um, back at the motel room Dean and Gordon are looking at a map uh, going over whatever information Gordon has. I think he's talking about like the specific farms he's already checked out looking for the nest, like what he's already crossed off the list. Um, Dean's like, you know, what time is it? I wonder, like, where did Sam go? Uh, Gordon's like, oh, car, car's still here, so he probably went for a walk. He seems like the going for a walk type, which he is. In the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is when Sam shows up. Um, he comes in, uh, he looks a little bit shaken, and he asks to he asks to talk to Dean alone. 
Uh, and they go outside, and Sam explains what happened. He got taken by the vampires, and Dean's like, how many did you kill on your way out? Sam's like, I didn't kill any of them. They just let me go. Um, he doesn't know where the nest is, uh, but they went over the bridge outside of town. And Dean's like, okay, cool, that, that helps it narrow, that narrows it down, let's go. And Sam's like, well, no, these vampires don't kill humans. They live off of am- animal blood. So yeah, um, they let me go. Like, yeah, they asked me not they, to. Like, Dean's like, just, well, you just believe. Alone. Dean's like, yeah, you be- you believe them? Like, they're why would they? You know, obviously they're lying to you. And Sam's like, well, but they could have killed me, and they didn't. They specifically like let me go. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, Dean just he doesn't believe it. Um, Sam's like, well, if they're if they're not hurting people then why do they have to die? And Dean's like, well, they're they're vampires, Sam. That makes them evil. Or, you know, our job is to, to find things like vampires and kill it. And Sam says, no, our job is to hunt evil. Mm-hmm. I, I love, Sam always puts that specification on their job. They do not hunt supernatural beings. They hunt evil supernatural beings yeah yeah they don't hunt humans but yeah they hunt evil human supernatural beings and if these vampires are not hurting people they don't deserve to die um and dean is like fuck you like no gordon and i are gonna go find the nest you can stay here um and dean's like well ellen says you know we shouldn't trust gordon dean's like well why did you you called Ellen? <laughs> and he's like, we called mom. We hardly know Ellen. And Sam's like, yeah, you hardly know Gordon. <laughs> like, you just met Gordon tonight. At least we've met Ellen more than once. <laughs> um, and Sam has a whole, whole thing right here. I wonder, is it? Um, nope. The wiki also doesn't have that speech. But Sam calls Dean out and says that Dean is using Gordon to fill the hole that John left. Um, that he is looking to Gordon as a surrogate father figure in that like Gordon is a more experienced hunter. Gordon is a like a leader type um, or who will like take charge and do what needs to be done in his opinion and stuff. And Dean is craving that stability um because he lost his drill sergeant basically (laughs) well and his father but you know uh dean does not like hearing this truth (laughs) and punches sam um and says that he's gonna go find the nest um with gordon and they they go back into the motel room and but gordon is gone and he took the impala keys so the boys are delayed in following him so Dean hotwires the Impala, complaining the whole time because he just fixed her. <laughs> um, and he, Dean's like, you know, Sam, Sam says that the it's about four minutes from the bridge to the, the end of the bridge to the farm. Um, and he's a, Dean's like, how do you know that? Like, if you were blindfolded. And Sam's like, I counted. <laughs> Which... What? <laughs> Sam. <laughs> that takes a lot of concentration. Yeah, and he also kept track of the turns. So not only did he count the time span from the bridge to the farm, he kept track of the turns that they made on top of that. Mm-hmm. Like, that is some James Bond level shit right there. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> um. 
uh, back at the the house, Lenore is packing up things. Um, Eli like brings her a box, and Eli, what are you doing? This is expired. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> it's just... I got distracted. <laughs> look over and Beam's like messing with something underneath my like little pile of pens and <laughs> she pulls out an expired piece of a uh, hot cash <laughs> it's just have a <laughs> I think that's also expired this is even more expired than the last one <laughs> I don't go to Hot Topic that often and when I do they never have anything I want to buy why are you messing with things <laughs> we'll see and if you had any more to throw away no. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I love you. Sorry. <laughs> You're cute. Um, okay. Oh, no. Here right now. So, Lenore and Eli are packing up. Um, but Eli wants to stay and fight. Um, he says it's self-defense. Like, either it's it's them or the hunters, you know? And Lenore is like, no. Like, n- no. We're not. We don't kill people. I'm not gonna do that. So... Um, she tells Eli to go get the others, to go to town and get the others, and they will leave before sunrise. Um, we see, we see, this is where we kind of get some shots of Gordon's car crosses the bridge, and he, like, stops and considers where he should go before making a turn, and he makes the right turn, I guess. Um. (laughs) Apparently. Yeah. Um, and then the boys follow them. And it's very awkward in the Impala at the moment. Because <laughs> Dean is now having time to kind of mull over what Sam was saying, I think. Um, and to really think about what's going down. So, um, at the house, Lenore is taking boxes out to the car when Jordan... Er, Jordan? <laughs> Gordon <laughs> jumps her and stabs her with a, a knife coated in dead man's blood. And then she wakes up sitting in a chair in the house. And Gordon... Well, we cut to her in, on a chair in the house. I don't think she's actually tied down. I wrote that she was tied to the chair, but I don't think she actually oh, is. Yeah, she's just she was. She's just being poisoned, so she's really weak. Hmm. Um... Gordon, yeah, I guess she's not. Gordon is like the fucking sadist he, he is. He's torturing her with a knife coated in dead man's blood. He's getting uh, a lot of a big kick out of it. Yeah, because he wants information about where the rest of the nest is and where they're gonna gonna be going. Um, this is when Sam and Dean arrive. Um, and this this Dean is like, nope, that's step too far. Like, yeah, yeah kill a monster that like, yeah okay do that but torturing is nope not going there (laughs) um gordon tells dean to grab a knife and help him out but dean is like uh hell no um and he's got he's holding a gun on gordon from across the room um sam tells gordon to put the knife down and like and step away from lenore let her let her go Uh, gordon says um he's like Sam says something like, you know, you're not going to get anything out of her. And Gordon's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And he puts the knife down and pulls out a machete. Um, Lenore's not going to give him any info, so he'll just take care of her. Um, um, 
I think he even very pointedly says to Sam, uh, it's freshly sharpened, so it's humane. Or something like that. Like, now like, he's worried about Gordon, being hurt humane. <laughs> he's, he's reassuring Sam <laughs> that, like, it'll be a quick death or something. Um, I didn't take very good notes, which is, of this point, which is, sucks, because it's a, kind of an important moment. <laughs> Sam, like, I think he tries to grab the machete or something. Um, Gordon like, gets him pinned, so he's got a knife against Sam's throat, um, and then he's holding Sam's arm, and he cuts Sam's arm and, like, holds it over Lenore's, he's trying to prove um, that she is just gonna a, go crazy a and monster. be a monster, yeah. Yeah. Because, Which oh, she does no. for a minute. That's in a second. Sam kind of, like, tries to grab the machete, and Gordon threatens him with it. Um, and Dean says that, you know, he understands how Gordon is feeling. He says that the, the vampire that killed Gordon's sister deserved to die. But this is where we learned that the vampire didn't kill Gordon's sister. It turned her. And Gordon is the one who killed his sister. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she was his first kill, even. Yeah, is, I think so, yeah. That'll fuck you up. Um, yeah. This is where Gordon grabs Sam and cuts his arm and holds it over Lenore. Uh, he says he, he's got to prove a point that, like, yeah, Lenore, like, holds herself as high and mighty, doesn't kill, feed on humans, but she's still a vampire, you know? And as the blood drips on her face, her fangs come out, but Lenore, like, pulls them back in. Mm-hmm. And Gordon just clearly really surprised to see that. Yeah. Um, and she's just saying no over and over again. And Gordon lets go of Sam, who picks Lenore up and carries her out. And I wonder if Gordon, he, I think he was a little bit surprised, mm-hmm. but I think he is, like, trying to, like, be like, oh, like, lull Dean to, like, a false sense of security, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, because he steps back, but then he says, you know, like, Sam carries Lenore out, um, and Dean says they have stuff to talk about, and Gordon's like, you know, I'm gonna go kill all the, those vampires. You know, like, he's definitely not gonna stop killing the vampires, but he still lets Lenore go. Yeah. I think he's kind of, like, trying a different tactic to try and get the upper hand over these guys, but unfortunately, um, Dean's a badass. <laughs> um, Gordon says that, you know, or Dean says that he'll he'll have to get through him to get at the vampires. Uh, Gordon says fine, and he puts his knife down, and they're like, he's like, you know, hand to hand no weapons um so Dean unloads his gun but only for Gordon to pick the knife up again and attack him with it cause Gordon fucking fights dirty <laughs> <laughs> um and so they, they're wrestling around throwing each other around and Gordon tells Dean that you know they're on the same side and Dean calls Gordon a sadistic bastard which <laughs> is an accurate statement um Gordon like throws Dean down and says that Dean's a killer just like him um, and Dean, like, regains the upper hand, and he, he, like, gets Gordon kind of stunned, and I love it. He's, like, holding Gordon, like, in a kind of headlock, with his, like, head under Dean's arm, and as he, he like, walks him over, <laughs> over to the chair, and he runs him into the door frame, and is like, oh, sorry. Like, Oops. <laughs> uh, and he ties Gordon up, and he says that, you know, maybe he is like Gordon, maybe he's not, but Gordon's the one who lost this fight. Um... So we cut to sunrise. Gordon is still tied to the chair. (laughs) 
Outside, we hear the Impala pull up, the door, you know, open and close, and Sam comes in. Uh, he says that Lenore and the other vampires got away. Um, He's like, what did I miss? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I love. Uh, Dean's like, cool, our work here is done. Uh, he tells Gordon to get comfy and says that, you know, they'll call someone. <laughs> He's like, you need to tinkle? No? Good. We'll call someone in a couple of days to come get you. A couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's like, you're going to hang, you know, head out. Uh, and Dean's like, one more thing. And then he punches Gordon. Just like, sends him <laughs> just like falling falls over. backwards. It's really great. On the chair. And then he's like, now we can go. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the boys head out. And like, as they go, Dean stops. And he tells Sam to, to punch him. He's like, I won't even hit you back. You get a freebie. Um, Obviously feeling guilty. As, yeah, as a, an apology for not listening to Sam. Um, and, and punching him earlier. <laughs> Sam says, you look like you went... Um, oh. Toe-to-toe with, uh, concrete or something. Yeah, you look like you went 12 rounds with concrete, basically. <laughs> like, no, I'll take a rain check. <laughs> um, and then Dean says that he wishes they had never taken this job, because it messed everything up. Um, uh, Sam's like, what do you mean? And Dean says, what if we killed things that didn't deserve to die? Um, the way that... that Starting to deal with... Yeah. Some morality issues he's never considered before. <laughs> yeah. Because Dean says the way that John raised them to, to hunt monsters and to hate them, Dean hates monsters. And every fiber of like instinct in his body told him to kill Lenore. Mm-hmm. Even knowing that she doesn't eat people, he his instinct said, this is a monster, we kill monsters. Mm-hmm. You know? Um... Uh, and Sam's like, well, except you didn't kill her. That's that's what matters. It's the fact that you were able to look past your instinct and make a decision. Um, and Sam says that's because, uh, or Dean says, um, that's because Sam's a pain in his ass. <laughs> and Sam's like, well, then I'll have to stick around and be a pain in the ass. <laughs> Which had me thinking, Gordon is what John Winchester could have been without the boys around to ground him. That that I thought of last night when I was first watching the episode. Um, and then today while watching the episode, I realized that Gordon is also what Dean could become without mm-hmm. Sam. Oh yeah, Sam, 100%. Like, Dean is a good guy. He is. He's a good guy. But like he said, you know, if Sam hadn't been there to be the voice of reason to be like, hey, no, we don't kill, you know, something just because like it's a moral compass just because it's not human. <laughs> we kill things because they are evil and doing harm. You know, mm-hmm. like if Sam hadn't been there, Dean would have had no qualms about annihilating that entire nest, mm-hmm. despite the fact that all they're trying to do is live. That's all they want. So, but yeah, I think without the boys, John could have become like Gordon. He kind of leaned more towards Gordon than Dean does. And without Sam, Dean would definitely, you know, without that voice of reason, like you called it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's the moral compass. He is. He is. And, like, that doesn't, that's not to say that Dean doesn't have a moral compass of no, his own. Because yeah. he definitely does. It's just that his is, he sometimes relies more on his instinct. And if Especially his instinct is... This- 
episode he's kind of been blinded by his grief and yeah. wanting to take out his anger. Yeah, and... well, and he, he meets Gordon, who reminds him of his dad and wants to, like, impress him, and, mm-hmm. you know? And that, make, he makes dumb de- decisions, <laughs> you know? Trusted someone he shouldn't have trusted. So... But I love Gordon. Gordon's such a great character. Yeah. He's so interesting. The actor who plays him, Sterling, is phenomenal. Um, and we will see him again. (laughs) Yes, we will. (laughs) So. A lot of, uh, get introduced a lot of recurring characters this season. Yeah, lots of recurring characters. We got Ellen and Joe and Ash and Gordon. I haven't seen Bobby yet this season. I know he shows up, though. Yeah. He's in more than one episode this season, isn't he? Yeah. 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 I know he's in Born Under a Bad Sign for sure, but I can't remember which other episodes he makes an appearance in. Um, Probably the finale. Finale. Yeah. He does. He shows up. Bobby is in both parts of All Hell Breaks Loose. So. Mm. Okay. Which is the finale episodes. Which is a two-parter. Yeah. And I have planned for us to cover it together as a whole. So. Okay. I think I feel like that makes sense. Yeah, it does. All right. Um, is there season two is really good so I'm far. I'm really enjoying <laughs> season two. Is there anything that I missed, Beep, that you'd like to talk about? Oh, I don't think so. I will tell you, um, fun fact, Sam, or Jared broke his wrist during the filming of this episode. <laughs> How did he do that? I He did a stunt wrong, I guess. Um, he landed wrong on it. I have it in my injury spreadsheet. Yeah, 203, Jared broke his wrist doing a stunt. Here we go. Does he ever my wear source. a cast? He does. Oh, okay. He does. Uh, it's, he said in, um, I will include a link to this, at Burcon 2012, Jared recounted this story. He says, in season two, I fell the wrong way doing a scene where we were attacked in a motel. You're in a motel doing something, and then a demon or somebody, a vampire, comes through the door. Uh, and I knock him out, and then this guy hits me with a telephone. So I knocked him out, and then the stuntman hit me from behind, and instead of, say, the camera stops here, you're supposed to act here. <laughs> but I, he acted too far, so he, he was supposed to, like, stop acting when he got out of frame, you know? Uh-huh. But he didn't. <laughs> uh, stuntman was still, like, in the way, so he couldn't brace himself, like, right. And he did it wrong, and uh, snapped his whole wrist. <laughs> and he says, it was fun. I liked it. Ooh, <laughs> Sarcastic. The whole wrist? Oh, yeah. that would hurt. Um, so he... But they wrote it into the show because he had to wear a cast. Mm-hmm. Um, in Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things, he has the line, uh, I think she broke my hand, uh, which explains why he wears a cast from two thousand or episode 5 to episode 11. Oh, okay. So, Yeah. He had time off during two that or ep- two thousand six. No, episode six, for surgery on his wrist. So, what is this? Oh, it's a YouTube video. Okay, okay, okay. No, I will include this resource as well. So I will include the um, gift set that I was just reading off of and this um, panel video in the show notes for y'all. But yeah, it's a fun fact for you. Jared needs to be wrapped in uh, bubble wrap. Please, thank you. <laughs> I swear I can so accurate. <laughs> I genuinely have a spreadsheet that I just pulled up to verify the the specifications of this injury. <laughs> because I, I have a spreadsheet. 
Because there are so many instances of him hurting himself doing dumb shit. <laughs> Too many of them are during the show. Because he's not the brightest sometimes. He's a very smart man, but also he's kind of dumb. <laughs> but, yeah. I think that is it for this episode. Is there anything else? Anything I missed? Don't think so. I don't think so. I think we covered it all, for the most part. I love this episode. That's a good episode. I've had a good time talking about it. Yeah. Um... Thank you guys so much for listening to all to this point. Uh, if you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, etc. I don't know where you're watching this, but wherever you are, you should be able to subscribe to us. Um, also, please, please, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Um, Five-star reviews really help the algorithm and get us... Um, into search results and stuff, which is really great. And if you could tell your fellow Supernatural fans about us, that would also mean a lot. Um, if you want to reach out, you can find the podcast on Twitter at TalkAboutSamPod, on Instagram at we need to talk about Sam Podcast, and on Tumblr and TikTok at we need to talk about Sam. You can also email us, as I mentioned earlier, at we need to talk about Sam at gmail.com. Um, if you want to talk specifically to me, even though I run the podcast accounts everywhere, <laughs> um, I'm Lil Red Who Could on Twitter and the Little Red Who Could on Tumblr. And Haley, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Life Flows on Three and Tumblr, kind of. <laughs> I'm not on there very often. <laughs> at HF Thoughts Dash Blog. Awesome. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week with our coverage of children shouldn't play with dead things bye did on a trip oh we went to the mall it was our anniversary trip yeah it was a couple weeks late but that's okay we've still been a really dating good time. for over a year now yeah <laughs> <laughs> we went to some malls i got um i got a captain carter funko pop and beep got aaron burr i found aaron burr to, to go with my hamilton yeah to go with her <laughs> hamilton so that's fun we went to lush and I got a bath bomb and a shower bomb, and Beeb got a shower bomb. Mm-hmm. Which I'm really excited to try it. Yeah, you have to tell me if you, what you think of it. I haven't used mine yet either. Unfortunately, I think they're single use, but. Yeah, they are single I use. I don't, don't think they'll. But. I think doesn't they'll mean like, you disintegrate can't after one use. <laughs> <laughs> and it's supposed to be like a luxury self care thing, you know? Yeah. Kind of like bath use. bombs. <laughs> yeah, it's a bath bomb, but for a shower. You like hold it in your hand, and it like turns into like a shower. Or Tower like a body wash. Type of thing, yeah. I don't think it turns into a gel, but it's like a body wash. Foamy it'll like thing. F- yeah, it'll like f- suds up, and so that's fun. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I know that was a thing either. Um, what else did we get? I got a bunch of pins that I have, n- or like buttons, but little button pins that I have no home for. So that's fun. Um, <laughs> they bought me a few comic books. I did. Cause you're sweet. We went to the nerd store. Which I don't know if the nerd store exists in other states. I there don't was think so. There was a nerd store in Tooele for a while. Was there? Uh-huh. Hmm. Which is outside of Salt Lake Valley. But I think it closed. 
Um, but we went to the nerd store, and so we were looking at the comic books, and there were some Doctor Who ones that Bee wanted, and she couldn't decide. So I just bought them both for her. Because <laughs> you're sweet. Because they make my girl happy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a few pins, too. Yeah. Um, Where else should we go? We looked in Hot Topic, but there wasn't really anything. Yeah. We looked in... Looked in the Lego store. Yeah, we for looked fun. in the Lego store for fun. I haven't been in a Lego store in years. That was fun. We we popped into Attic Salt for a little bit. There wasn't really anything we wanted there either, but it was nice to look around. There were some cute t-shirts that they had on sale. Yeah. I didn't have money for t-shirts. Where else did we go? We got Cup Bop for dinner. Yeah, got Cup Bop. And then we went to a fun bar. Yeah. That was really fun. It's called Prohibition. It's like a speakeasy 1920s style bar. Yeah, and they have um, burlesque dancers that perform. It's kind of the unofficial lesbian bar in Utah. Yep, because there are (laughs) hot women. (laughs) Hot women performing, so the lesbians like to go there and hang out, which is... For good reason. Yeah. (laughs) Understandable. Yeah. It was really fun. Beep drinks on occasion. I don't drink, so I just got some mocktails, but... I got two different ones. One I really liked. It was like passion fruit and spite, um, Sprite and hibiscus. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was ginger beer, lime, and mint. It's called a a mocking mule, I think. Yeah. To play off of a Moscow was, mule, I it think. It was a little but bit like a mock um, mint julep. Yeah. Which is, are really good. <laughs> I didn't really like it. It reminds it me of the mint juleps they have in Disneyland, yeah. <laughs> which are, like, my favorite. It was way too minty for me. Like, way too minty. And, like, the initial, it was a minty aftertaste mm-hmm. that I didn't like. They did put a lot um, of mint in there it. There was a so. ton of mint in it. So. But, yeah. I really liked the first one, the Elliot Mess, that was with the passion fruit. That was really good. And you got one that was, like, Song of the Dragon. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the alcohol base. It was like a margarita type of thing. Yeah. It had like, had like cream, cream in it, in. dragon fruit, some different... Mm-hmm. They did like a little design on top that looked like a little dragon. <laughs> yeah, it was really cute. That was really cute. And then I got oh some gosh. wine, which was really yeah. yummy. I had like the hiccups for a second. <laughs> I'm sure it tasted yummy, but it smelled like bread to me. <laughs> like it smelled like they fermentation. They thought it tasted like bread, or it smelled t- like bread. It, it, it smelled like <laughs> fermentation. Like, that's yeah. That's what that's which makes sense because it's wine. That's part I, of the wine process. I didn't smell bread, but <laughs> it smelled like bread to me. So well, it smelled like yeasty, which is what part of what bread smells like. But I wasn't my I wasn't a huge fan of the way that smelled. So <laughs> it was like a Pinot Noir, something noir. like that. Yeah, I don't know how, I had how to a pronounce fancy name. <laughs> I think it was Noir. It was a red. Yeah, it was a red wine. She liked it. I didn't like it the way it smelled. <laughs> But she thought about getting some beignets because they have good beignets there. Oh, they're so good. But we had we filled up on carbs at Cup Bop before yeah. we went, so like neither full. of us were hungry, <laughs> <laughs> which was perfect. So it helped me like not get too yeah drunk. yeah. I mean, I was driving anyways, but <laughs> <laughs> I got a no. tad tipsy, but nothing. She's a little bit. She was a little dizzy. Our hotel was really cute, too. We went to... It's called My Place Hotels. Mm-hmm. And I think they're kind of intended more to be, like, long stay. Because mm-hmm. it literally came with a full kitchen. Like, two yeah. burners, sink, 
yeah. full refrigerator with an ice maker. Yeah, like a everything. full refrigerator, yeah. not just a half Yeah, one. like cupboards and counter space, and so that was fun. Plus they had a whole, like, laundromat attached to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have a pool, but I guess you sacrificed the pool for the whole kitchen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we were only staying one night, so it didn't really matter to us, but it was still, like, good to know for when we go on longer trips later. Plus we they're can... pet friendly, so. Yeah, and they're pet friendly. That's a plus. And, and they it was really us, clean and they nice. did. We did breakfast in bed. Yeah. It was like $5 extra each, and we got to like they literally the breakfast. Yeah, they literally bring it up to you that morning so you can just eat it in bed. Yeah, <laughs> nice. it was fun. So we just got some cereal and fruit and juice and stuff. That was really fun. Yeah. I had a good time. Oh, and then we the next day we went <gasps> yeah, to... Yeah, we went to the gay street. The gay street. <laughs> <laughs> There's a street in Salt Lake. It's called Harvey Milk... Harvey Milk Boulevard. Yeah. And it's got a bunch of queer-owned businesses, so, like, we went to um, a coffee shop, and we went to, like, a novelty store, which was fun. Babe got a shot glass with the temple on it for her friend. <laughs> so if anybody has a Salt Lake temple on it. <laughs> if anyone knows about Mormons, you'll get that joke. <laughs> Mormons don't drink, so. having the Mormons don't even drink coffee, so. Yeah, yeah. They I do, was very however, rebellious. <laughs> Mormons don't drink coffee, but they do consume a lot of caffeine. There are so many soda shops in Utah. They'll get mad at you for drinking a latte, but they'll be guzzling a Monster Energy drink, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. A little logic in that. The lines for those soda shops in the mornings, like Beeb gets her morning coffee, and they're getting their morning diet coke. Guys, <laughs> just get coffee; it's fine. <laughs> Yeah. I understand that everyone likes coffee, though. I don't like coffee. I like the way it smells. Like, you know. It was an acquired taste. Like, I didn't like it at first. Yeah, I think you kind of have to find your own, like, way of making it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Exmo Lux has, like, a couple of videos where she's, she's like, like, trying out, out different yeah, I watched coffees. one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched them, but they come up in my feed. I definitely like my coffee more on the sweeter side, just because I wasn't used I to it growing up. I would 100% be like that if I drank coffee. But I can definitely take it more bitter than I used to. Yeah. I used to think a caramel macchiato was way too bitter. <laughs> that's like the <laughs> sweetest drink that there is. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> We're one of them anyways. That's funny. But yeah, I can handle it better now. I just don't drink coffee. Well, not that it does anything for me either. You know? Yeah. Like, I literally have a giant Mountain Dew right here, and it's not... Like, the caffeine really isn't doing anything for me. I mock Mormons about the amount of Coke they drink, but, like, I, I also consume caffeine in the form <laughs> of soda, but that's because I just don't like don't like coffee, so. I want to try some more, like, fruit teas, but mm-hmm. I'm really picky about tea. There's this really fun, um, like, rock store slash, like, vegan cafe that mm-hmm. we went to in Salt Lake. That was fun. It's called I wish the Dancing Crane. They they have vegan options on their menu, but the problem is the vegan cheese they use. They make it in house with cashews. Yep, with cashews, which is a very common like base for homemade vegan it's cheese. Really good vegan cheese, though. <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> I'm allergic. <laughs> yes, I they can't have, have cashews. <laughs> we did discover though that there's a restaurant near me that I can yeah. have. So. Which is cool. It's called Zhao's Asian Cafe, and it, it's like an Asian fusion it's, place. It's um, very allergen friendly. Vegan. Yeah, but like they're they're like blending a bunch of different yeah like Asian food cultures. So because they've got like 
banh mi. They've, they've got, got like Korean, Thai, yeah, Chinese, Japanese, got, like which is fun. Vietnamese, yeah, yeah. It's really fun because but you kind of get to like mix and match the flavors that you want together and try different things. And mm-hmm. we've got a curry noodle bowl thing there last it's night. Really yummy. And I checked their app. They had an allergy menu, and they do, and it's very thorough. And I can have everything on the menu except for the chopped peanuts. Shocker. (laughs) (laughs) Which are optional. They ask if you want them or not. We always get excited when we can find a place that you can have. Yeah. (laughs) Because we eat a lot of McDonald's. Yes. So I'm like, yay, another option to take you. (laughs) The reason I eat a lot of McDonald's is partially because of comfort food, but also it's cheap, and I'm poor. Yeah, and it's safe. And it's safe. Yeah, that's the thing, is I know it's safe. But now I know that this place is safe, too. We recently <laughs> discovered that Babe could have Cup Bop. I love Cup Bop so much. And now we found another one, I too. think Cup Bop is another Utah-based one. I think Zhao's Asian be, Cafe yeah. is Utah-based, and I'm pretty sure Cup Bop is, too, especially because they're closed on Sundays. Most Utah-based um, food chains are closed on Sundays. I think they kind of rose to fame from the food truck show on... Um, food Network. I don't watch the food truck show, but sure. I wouldn't be surprised because they do have food trucks. Yeah, um, I think they. But it's the, were on their the food concept truck wars is or whatever. But ah, uh, yeah, that would make sense. Their concept is Korean barbecue in a cup, so you yeah. get like they usually do like a standard like no edits made cup bop is um, a layer of rice, a layer of like a cabbage mix. A layer of um, sweet potato noodles, which are the like kind of op- or kind of transparent ones. Opaque like glass is the opposite. noodles, kind of. Yeah, opaque is the opposite of transparent. <laughs> that's almost what I said. Um, and then you pick a protein. They have like chicken. They have fried chicken, steak, steak. My favorite pork. is the mandu, which is their fried pot stickers. They so good. Are that's amazing. my favorite too. Amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now they have like they also have like chicken katsu as an option now and stuff. Yeah, that's a new and one. And then you pick a sauce and they have ten different like spice levels. We usually both go for five. Which is like spicy enough to like, you know clear you out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's not like overwhelmingly spicy. It's that perfect balance that I love. So and I usually get mine without cabbage because I'm a child. <laughs> I like the cabbage. Bee likes the cabbage. She likes the texture, different, or, like, added texture that it brings, Mm -hmm. because otherwise you kind of get a bowl of mush. But, like, the mandus are crunchy on the outside, so, like, you know. Yeah, Plus the, they do mix, um, shredded carrot into the noodles, which I personally really love. So, (laughs) I love carrots. So, I told you, when I was little, and, like, first starting to eat baby foods, my parents could not get me to eat any baby food that was not orange. I only wanted to eat you start specifically, to turn orange. <laughs> I only wanted to eat sweet potatoes and carrots. And then I started to turn orange and the doctor was like, um, this child needs some variety. So they had this to like... This is not an Oompa Loompa, it's a human child. <laughs> What's funny is for the first two years of my life, I didn't have like hair, I just had like orange fuzz. <laughs> So I was literally an orange child with, like, orange fuzz on my head. <laughs> I killed Beeb. <laughs> so, Just but yeah. imagine you was, like, a little orange fuzzy Oompa Loompa. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, my, my parents had to mix. They'd have to mix a little bit of the green baby foods into the orange baby food to get me to eat it, because I straight up would not. 
I wouldn't do it. Which is funny because to this day, I'm not really a big fan of most green vegetables. <laughs> I don't like leafy greens, except spinach. I like spinach, but only in certain circumstances. Like, I love it in smoothies, and I occasionally will make a salad with it, but because that's so rare, I just keep my spinach frozen. Um, and I like cucumbers, but I'm really, really, really picky about them. Cucumbers are so good. They have to be just right. <laughs> so, but that's it. Those are, like, the only green vegetables I like. Uh, I guess I like broccoli, but on occasion. Like, I like steamed broccoli. Like, the broccoli you had in your yeah. noodle bowl the other night, that was, was really nice. perfect. Yeah, that was, I was real good. Um, like big broccoli eater as a toddler. Like, really? I would just eat plates of broccoli my parents would feed me. <laughs> so I've always I mean, loved broccoli. Man, worst things for a child to be eating. I um, have always had a little bit of a dairy allergy. Like, I get allergic if, like, milk or ice cream or butter, like, gets on my face or my skin. You'll I, get, like, like break, break out. Bait. And it, like, used to, like, clog up my throat too like I couldn't breathe like an anaphylactic reaction yes. <laughs> you know what I have for one of those an EpiPen <laughs> they, when, baby, when kids have well anybody has that sort of reaction you're supposed to ha- carry an EpiPen yeah it's gotten like less intense since I got older I'm yeah, mostly like grow out of lactose intolerant now yeah but yeah they would used to feed <laughs> me broccoli with butter on it and then i would like break out all over my mouth and they kept feeding it to you yeah it was good but it, but that's not good for you <laughs> <laughs> the first time i had an allergic reaction my mother rushed me to the er thinking she'd killed her child <laughs> so cuz they fed me um um formula for the first time and I broke out in hives, my whole body. And my mother was like, oh my god, I've killed my firstborn. <laughs> That's when they figured out and you had me in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. And then they did tests and realized I was also allergic to peanuts and every tree nut, except for coconuts, which aren't technically a nut, but still get classified as them. I thought they were fruits. They're a seed. Hmm. They're actually one of like the world's biggest seeds. It's not the biggest, I can't remember exactly, but yeah, they're a seed. Yeah. So, but yeah. I mean, I guess a nut is also usually a seed, but you know. <laughs> There's like a different, I don't know. But I, I've always considered I'm not allergic coconut to coconut. a fruit. <laughs> it's not a fruit, though. I know, but it is in my mind. <laughs> no. Just like tomatoes are fruit, but in my mind it's a vegetable. Well, because they are a fruit. I know. Tomatoes are factually a fruit. But I think of them as a vegetable. <laughs> yeah, because they get treated like one. Just like coconuts are treated as fruits. But they're not really treated as fruits. Yeah, they are. I mean, I guess. How about like you an like a pina make, colada? And... You like make juice out of it and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you do that with vegetables too, though. Yeah. And they do that with nuts. And seeds. <laughs> Comment below. Do you consider a coconut a seed <laughs> or a fruit? <laughs> Send in an email. We must know. <laughs> Are you on team fruit or team seed? <laughs> oh my gosh. This is We Need to Talk About Sam. <laughs> you literally just picked up a tissue. God. I didn't know you were going to start it right I didn't know you were going to pick up a tissue. I need to pull my... <laughs> <laughs>
thing I didn't go. <laughs> right as you started. That would have been comedy gold, though. <laughs> you know it would have been. I didn't know you were about to start. <laughs> My nose is runny. That's what happens when you have allergies. <laughs> yeah. Alright, are you ready? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we don't need to blow our noses anymore. Okay, I'm good.